1: Miss something from the Todd Feinberg show. Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yes. The holiday season, the Christmas season, the new year's season, the whole kit and caboodle, I'm getting ready to start my Christmas shopping. I'm dying to get it done. I like starting early like this. I've been thinking about it. I start with thinking. I've Got to contemplate it for a while, and because um, I'm a procrastinator. You any procrastinators out there? Anyone figured a cure for this disease? This horrible. Oh, it's horrible. I sit around and you know, I'm still filing taxes from 1983. I just like to mess with the federal government. It's the only yeah, it's passive aggressive. I know, but what else are you going to do? We've got so little power against the plunderers, when we're on our own. <sighs> it is it, a great time of the year, though it is. But I would like to—I I would like to find out. Some people, like my wife, has uh, the Christmas shopping done. I think in uh, April, it's it's a phenomenal thing for for the for a year and a half later. Tony and Hebron. Hi, Tony. Hey, how you doing? What's on your Uh, mind? You thinking about January sixth?
3: Yeah. Also, just to let you know, there's no cure for procrastination, and you're lucky you got your wife who isn't.
2: Yeah. Well, that's true. I (laughs) let, and she loves to shop, so that part of it works out pretty well. Yeah.
3: Yeah. These. uh, Yeah, I had to change the station with Dennis House too. I'm sorry.
2: But. what is the dynamic? How? What would you? How would you characterize what exactly uh, vibes you the wrong way? With what? With with when you tune in and you hear Dennis, because I was doing this this morning too.
3: Oh, he's just so pro uh, January sixth uh, group of people. It, it's a joke.
2: What did he's he do? I didn't hear this part. What did he do?
3: Well, even the lawyer he had on saying, oh, there's there's some good information January since brought about. There's nothing. You're right. It was a dog and pony show. And half those people on the board were liars themselves about disinformation and all that baloney. Liz Cheney, the other clown.
2: And- Liz Cheney. I was listening to, to to one of the news talking heads last night. I forget who it was. They were talking like. She's launching her presidential campaign with this, which has always been my suspicion that that what she was up to was trying to make herself into the into a national figure. And she knew she was going to lose her seat. So why not? Why not use the loss of that seat into, you know, take it from I'm getting thrown out. Instead, make it I'm quitting. I'm I'm basically volunteering to be thrown out of office. So she looks heroic in some people's eyes and then she can pretend to be presidential uh, caliber but i don't see how that works but i think that's what she's doing and there's a lot of posing going on up there because none of this is of any consequence and maybe makes it less likely that the justice department will file charges
3: you don't think they already talked about it
2: with the justice department
3: yeah they had two years to, to bring charges in themselves
2: Oh, well, they're, you know, they're still investigating, but if, if they will be re- more reluctant to file charges given that they're being harangued on TV, basically, and pressured to file charges.
3: There's no charges going to come about this, none at all. The, the real key to this, Nancy Pelosi had a chance to call the National Guard in to prevent it, and she purposely did not, along with the mayor of D.C. They wanted this to happen.
2: That is true. That is factual.
3: There's no, there's no talk about James Claiborne got on to Nancy, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's uh, off-limits. Why? You can't ask her any questions?
2: Well, who would ask her questions? She's a Democrat. This is a Democrat hearing.
3: Yeah, why didn't January just ask her? If they really want to do a, a true investigation, you got to look at both sides.
2: But they Let's don't. It's not a true investigation. It's a congressional investigation, which is political by its very nature. It's run, the decision to do it is made by the, the party that controls Congress. They're not going to investigate themselves. It's yeah. politics.
3: Well, how much money did we waste on this?
2: Hey, the money's the least of it. You know, there's some theater that's going to be going on, but, but I think the larger point is that this is the government we've got, this is how government works. This is where we are today. They just waste all of our time and money. This is this is milk money compared to the money they squander.
3: Oh, you got that right.
2: All right, yeah. Tony, anything 40.
3: else? What's that?
2: Did you uh, have anything else on your agenda there?
3: No. Can your wife shop for me?
2: If you tell her, you know, tell her, uh, I don't know, a color, I'm sure she'll just, that's all she needs. You know, Just say orange.
3: Mall. I brought my daughter to West Lyme's Mall three times and she didn't buy one thing.
2: <laughs> well, that sounds like a victory.
3: I'm getting stressed out. About what? How can I, I tell this kid, make a list. Let me know what you want.
2: Oh, you mean she was supposed to pick something out for herself? Yeah. Well, you're all set then. She had three tries. She struck out.
3: No, I can't do that. How old is she? 13.
2: Yeah, that's a tough age.
3: You know, I just uh I might just give her some cash. Hey, when you find It's hard for her to shop with Mommy. She can't shop with Mommy.
2: Too much uh input.
3: Well, Mommy doesn't understand the way these new kids dress, these these new girls. They're in their clothes and Mommy's in a different generation.
2: Well, don't you agree with don't you agree with Mommy?
3: Yeah, I kind of I don't like these slinky shirts and stuff. You know, they wear. Oh
2: the my, the stuff they sell for the kids and that the kids want—it's so gross. You watch a um, you watch a music show on TV and see how the women dress.
3: Oh well, you're right. All these kids are into TikTok. I try to tell my daughter TikTok is is nothing but a corrupt organization. And ah, Jesus. Oh. Well, whether
2: it's corrupt or uh, run with a, a ton of integrity, it's showing women dressed like hookers and making the mainstream.
3: I don't know. Thank God I got my own room and my own clicker.
4: Jesus.
2: Oh, Tony, the segregation of the televisions. Thank you for the call, sir, and happy Christmas to you. Uh, What time is it? Yeah, we can. uh, Let's talk to David in Ellington. Hey, David, I want to talk to David. Where is he? Hey,
4: David's right here. Oh, hi, David. Hey, how did Jesus get into the conversation? I don't know. What did he say? He said, well, Jesus, 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 because you've got a 13-year-old kid? Let me tell you something. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that she's 13 years old and she still talks to your fa- her, her father.
2: Well, you're right. They, they do have a relationship there, which is a nice thing.
4: Because my son's 32 years old, I talk to him all the time, call him every week. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something. When I get to that age, it's a whole nother kettle of fish.
2: You mean adolescence?
4: No, beyond adolescence,
2: into adulthood, like your son.
4: Yeah, but isn't
2: isn't the other isn't the whole other kettle of fish thirteen and fourteen and fifteen and then they they veer back no, in your direction?
4: Fish. No, 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 no. The kettle of fish is between five and twelve.
2: Oh, 5 and twelve. Okay, I got you. Because
4: yeah, at five, at five, it's great. Yeah. At eight, it's good. At twelve, it's like. Oh, my God, I can't see it on the air, but it's like, that's the dividing line.
2: Yeah, that's when all hell starts to break loose.
4: Oh, well, you know, not all hell starts breaking loose, but things can go wrong. Yeah,
2: well, you start moving in that direction. It is a, it is a very curious time.
4: Oh, definitely a serious time. All right, so what are we doing with this? We're, we're, so this, this, the Supreme Court decided, okay, what, what what do they call it? Spending, Proposition Forty Two. That okay, so is going to stay.
2: Well, just temporarily, they stayed the order of a lower court, which said get rid of it, and so it remains uh, for a short period while to try to head off the emergency that's that's there right now. Because obviously, it's a big mess that's been created by all of the Biden approaches towards uh towards immigration one of the big ones was to get rid of the stuff that trump had done that worked so well and he announced right when he came into office he was going to get rid of that stuff that trump did that worked so well
4: and that let me tell you this yeah i called you like three or four weeks ago i'm a month scotland right this is daft yes it is daft but this is totally ridiculous.
2: But uh, you
4: know they're always uh, they're always no no because my father had to come here for a year, had to get sponsored, had to get a job, and then they sent for his wife and his four kids. Yes. New Year telling me that just I go plan I'm going to Mexico, become a Mexican citizen, then I'm going to migrate across the border, and then I'm going to become. I'm a migrant.
2: I'm a migrant for free. Then you get, uh, you become a VIP if you do that, Dave. That's how it works. Thank you so much for the call. We have to run to a quick break. We'll take more phone calls coming up on WTIC.
1: It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080.
2: WTIC. Yes, hearings, hearings. though they're, well, they're speakings, they're performances. They are enter television, enter. What's the right way to say it? Enter politics, merging entertainment, politainment. It's nonsense, but it works. Nonsense works in America today, so you can't take it lightly. Jerry's in Naugatuck. Hello, Jerry. Hey, Todd. How are you? What did you Christmas. get me for Christmas? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I tell you, I almost came
5: to that place that you were in Farmington, that uh, Waverly Inn or whatever. Why called. didn't you
2: come by?
5: Uh, I, I got bogged down. Oh, know, it a Jerry. She, it would know, have been
2: so oh, good to geez. meet you.
5: I know. I, I, next time for sure. Next time. It's the
2: Avon okay. Old Farms Hotel. That's where I was.
5: It, that's right. That's right. I, I keep uh, messing that up. Hey, uh, my question to you, Todd, is why isn't there more of a public outcry about this border situation? In your opinion, what, what, what is you know is uh, you know I remember when Bush was on and he tried to get Qatar or one of those Arab states to manage our ports, and and everybody flooded DC with with calls. The, the lines were were busy for like three days. Do you remember that incident?
2: Yeah, well just think about who controls the media though. You know, the Democrats have the partnership with the media. So they remember remember the border thing with Trump. Like he was the worst cruelest human being in history because he put the kids in the cells that they built to put the kids in.
5: Yeah, the Obama cages.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so you know,
5: I just I just don't understand why people are not as uh, you know, I'm passionate about the security of this country—that you know, never mind the human trafficking and, and, and the drugs—and and, and where are the women's groups, you know, like I don't understand it, how you know we have a hundred thousand people a year dying from fentanyl alone. Never mind all the other abuses and neglects that uh, that is happening on the border. I, you know, I.
2: You want to hear the answer to that? It's so. Um, yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Here's the answer. When you have a. A car that's working well, the uh the alternator's charging the battery right up, you've got a good battery that accepts the charge. You right. go out you go out in the morning and you turn the key and it starts. And you don't think anything of it, because that's what happens every day. But if you've got that beautiful car with the nice alternator and the new battery and you go out and it doesn't start, you can't believe it. Right? You call your mechanic, what the hell's going on? Everything's fine with the car, it was just there, you made it all perfect. But if you're if, – say now you've got the opposite car. You've got an old junk heap. You know the alternator doesn't work. It didn't – the last five times you went to start it, it kind of went rrr, rrr, a couple times, and then that was it. That's all the battery had. So you had to get the, the jumper cables out and have someone come over and jump you. When that one – when when you go to do that car tomorrow and it does the same thing, are you are you upset and acting out, or are you saying, oh, I knew it was going to happen? <laughs> I knew
5: it was going to happen.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's where we are now. We know our government doesn't work. We know they hate us. We know they're just robbing us blind. We know, you know that everything they're doing is a scam.
5: It puts such a damper on the holiday season. Now, let me tell you it biden i mean it's like it, this guy is an aberration of everything presidential i mean they need to retire this guy impeach him put him in an ice cream shop you know he's, he's good for nothing
2: but if you know, there was another democrat in the position how would that democrat behave better than biden what could what would be better than biden from the democrats
5: on a democrat side i'm hard pressed on that one i mean Maybe mansion, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I, they're all no good. I mean Schumer. I mean, you look back at the tapes and you see Schumer uh, saying we need uh, security and strong borders. Uh, this is in two thousand eight and nine, ten. You know, like
2: yeah, and that you it, you, you, you can well, find all of them on either side. Yes,
5: you know, it, it's just disheartening. You know, I, I I see these people that live on the border they're getting violated on a daily basis, you know, like, come on, you know, this, this, this guy is, he's the wrong man. You know, in all my 66 years, I've never been more despondent about our future because of these Democrats, the Democrat policies, the green policies, the border situation, inflation. I mean, I I thought this would be our golden years, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, but I'm glad you're on, because you get the perspective that we all
2: need. You know? Well, thank you, Jerry. I, I don't know if it helps any, but, you know, it helps me. So I'm glad if it helps you in some way. Appreciate hearing from you, Jerry. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Our government has sold us out a long time ago. There, there is so much power. That's why when I talk about starting a new political party in the state, I talk about a small government party. Because the founders left us a legacy that was supposed to be government that didn't plunder us. Government that was not King George. We now have King George. We could have just kept King George and skipped that whole war. And we'd be in the situation we're in now. Except we wouldn't have made all the money and created all the freedom and all the good stuff that they're now working to undo. That's what listen to this this is from the New York Times podcast with its this is a reporter being interviewed on the it's called The Daily with its
0: televised hearings it's it clearly set a new standard for how a congressional hearing could be conducted and produced
2: these he talk, streamlined he's talking about January captivating
0: six. narratives
2: captivating narratives it's not it's not a hearing really it's not like court It's a TV show produced by the Democratic Party. That
0: brought in millions and millions of viewers. Millions of viewers, and that's the accomplishment. Both in prime time and during the day, which is something that really does not happen in Congress. I mean, most congressional committees are watched by maybe a few hundred people, certainly not more than 20 million people. And if you think about it as Americans, I think that showed how seriously the country was taking this, Mm -hmm. too. I believe they really broke ground in terms of how wide and deep the investigation was. This congressional investigation, again, staffed by former federal prosecutors, got well ahead of the Justice Department for a period of time.
2: So this is interesting stuff. It is. But the the main thing I want you to hear is it's a TV show. And they, they're, they're using prime time TV to indoctrinate. Let's take a quick break. We'll go to news, get an update, and we'll talk more about January 6th and whatever's on your mind on WTIC. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone
6: 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at
0: T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
7: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Madela is your reward. Madela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring.
1: It's Todd Feinberg. It's Todd Feinberg. Monday through Friday, 3 till 6 on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC.
2: Yes, the government is a mire. It is a swamp. And if you think about a swamp, it's got dark water. You can't see down through the water. And there's all kinds of little things, little animals and guppies and all kinds of stuff swimming around down there in the muck. And you can't, you can't know what's going on and you can't see what's going on and nobody's going to explain it to you. And that's why the swamp metaphor is such a good one. This is uh, this is back to that report from the the daily podcast from The New York Times. today. listen to this. This is regarding what exactly the January six hearings were about. And then I would say that they did elevate to the country, the
0: issue of election denialism. And you could see in polling around the time of this summer when the committee was putting on its hearings that threats to democracy
2: rose to the top of voters' concerns. Oh, so the the polls of voter concerns got impacted by the TV show that the Democrats had the opportunity to put on. And was broadcast live on nationwide TV on several channels, tons of channels, at night, prime time. A little scam going on there, don't you think? That
0: threats to democracy rose to the top of voters' concerns. And what we actually saw at the midterm elections was voters were smart enough to determine which Republicans were election deniers and which ones weren't. And those people who really ran on Trump denialism on the 2020 election, those people were rejected.
2: All right. You see, I mean, they're putting the peaches together, but they're not suggesting That the motive, they're not saying outright that the motive of the January 6th hearings is not justice. It's political results. The purpose is to tarnish Trump and then hang that ugly thing around the necks of the Republican Party. And because Democrats are in a business relationship with the um, partnership, with the big-time media, whatever TV show they want to put on, the media loves it. The media is all about it, so they pound the heck out of it and make it into a big thing. That's how we get where we are, isn't it? It's it's an amazing thing. Look, I think it's worth pausing
6: to reflect on the enormity of a bipartisan group of lawmakers recommending criminal charges be brought against a former president in this case a former president who is now a declared candidate for president again in 2024 for all these charges but especially for the charge of insurrection
2: especially for the charge of insurrection but how absurd is this no they don't talk about what it means to have the current president of the United States, the one whose Justice Department it is, that the Democrats' congressional hearing is trying to intimidate the Justice Department into filing charges. Or we could look at it another way and say, not intimidate the the Justice Department to move, but to create a political imperative that provides cover for the Justice Department to file charges against Donald Trump. Isn't that the intent?
0: Right, I mean, when, when you think about it, it it's almost mind-blowing. It is. Uh, right. Congress is determining this former president essentially presided over a self-coup against his own government. Right. And the very person he sought to steal the election from is in the White House presiding over the Justice Department who Congress is recommending should investigate Trump. It really is a completely unique situation in American history.
2: It's mind-boggling, the situation, and it's mind-boggling that they only cover the Trump trauma side of it and not the part of it that Appears so insidious that they just discussed. I don't know why they discussed this. I don't know why they articulated it. I think it was a mistake on the part of the reporter. There were probably alarm bells going off that he wasn't hearing. Why are you talking like this on the New York Times podcast about the fact that there's a Democratic president who won the election? that Trump is being accused of having tried to fix and now that Democratic president his Congress is holding hearings that the Democrats media is putting on primetime TV to put pressure on the Democratic president's Justice Department to file charges against the former president which story is the bigger news 860-522-9842. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two, Mark calling from Vernon. Hey, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking
8: my call. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to speak on the border crisis. Um, okay. I don't know if you watched Tucker Carlson last night, but did you see all these people in the airport? Just there's like hundreds and hundreds of people sleeping in the airport. It's
2: uh, it's not just the airport. They're all they're everywhere. It's I mean, it's but, incredible.
8: But between this, I mean, the fentanyl crisis is pouring into this country they say i think it's more but they say maybe 300 americans a day or die between this that the current administration you know what what they're doing on top of all this other stuff i feel like we're at the point of no return as a country I don't, I don't know what do you think
2: well did it feel that we were at a point of no return when trump was president absolutely not and and wasn't the border thing also a crisis when trump, trump took office how can you even compare the two when the numbers aren't even close? No, But when Trump took office, before he had a chance to do anything, there was trauma at the border, and Trump said he was going to fix it. And he made a big Nothing. deal out of it during the campaign. And what happened during his four years? Did it get better or worse?
8: It was good up until Biden
2: got in office. Exactly. So we know it can be fixed. We need government that wants the society to get better, not worse. Right, but at a at a at a certain point,
8: if if it gets so bad, if so many people flood in this country, they don't assimilate, and then they, they don't they really don't even care about the United States, and then they expect us to take care of these people. They're going to dip into your taxes to for these hotels or wherever they're putting these people. There is a point where this isn't sustainable, and it's going well, I feel like it's a point of no return.
2: That, I, you, of course, you're correct. We can only slide so far, but. Between the immigrants coming into this country, the immigrants coming into this country are coming with purpose. They're coming with a belief in America. If I can get to America, I can have a better life. The people of the same generation, the young people in this country coming of age, they think America's the devil. That's what they've been getting taught in school. They think it's a racist organization. That was created, and everybody's a white supremacist trying to just, that is motivated by racial animus rather than the pursuit of the American dream. Yeah, one more thing. I used to work
8: at a place, and um, a lot of these people, like on that program on Tark Carlson, they're mm-hmm. going on there say, okay, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Dominican Republic. Where are you from? Oh, I'm Colombian. place that I used to work at, break times, you'd have the Colombians over here. you have the Dominicans over here. You'd have this group over here. All speak in a different language and you're not part of it. You're not part of the club. Mm-hmm. So if, if if this happens and these people get into a society like they're just they're freeing these people, there's gonna be it's gonna be a nation divided. Because you're not gonna tell me that these people are gonna learn English. People, look at the population, you go around people speak Spanish right in front of you. You know, you're not part of it. So I don't well, know. We, don't but know how we, we can we, survive
2: like this. Uh, it, well, it certainly makes it hard. Everybody knows, everybody in government knows that if you want to have successful immigration, the pace of it, you said the right word, the pace of it has to be correct so people can assimilate. And if you overwhelm the country with newcomers, then you create uh, division Division. Yeah. And you, and you create contempt for one another because the society doesn't have the ability to absorb them and to deal with them
8: you got to wonder if this is what they want. You know, this administration, you got to wonder what, what the hell is going on here. So. I
2: think we've got to look higher than the administration because this has been going on for a long time. And who is the one they're angriest at, right? The thing with Trump is Trump is an animal. And Trump, the reason I voted for him twice was that was the animal I thought we needed in there because who else could correct the course of the country? And he did that. That simple I fact, I think, is why they're so scared of him and why they're so mad at him. Mm-hmm. So if you imagine, if you play, it's really an interesting question you asked, Mark. Think about if there are higher powers, you know, like the billionaires, the rich people, the and, and the big political powers, like like the UN and the whole, you know, the President of the United States and China and all those people, what if they're all in collusion? I've I haven't I, really thought about this because I don't think this I, way. But what if they're yeah. all trying to make this happen? They want everything in turmoil because if everything's in turmoil, you you can you can have authoritarian government. People want authoritarian mm-hmm. government that takes all the resources away, and then those powerful people get to have everything, and they don't have to worry about liberty and stuff like that anymore.
8: Mm-hmm. And I got I got one more point. I'll be real quick about it. Um. Somebody in my family—they were saying it was like last month or something. They were saying they read an article on the Hartford Current, and Hartford just opened up a transitioning center for transgender people—a transitioning center. They so said in the article, it says, "Well, you know, this is going to create jobs. So you gotta wonder all these things that create jobs. <laughs> it, it keeps it keeps politicians, um, you know, in the position and stuff like that. So this transitioning center—you're going to have these people need a." Uh, Psychological workers because they got issues. They're going to need the hormones. They're going to need it. so it's all big business. You know, it's like all the things that are really supposed to be priorities in this country are going to put on the back burner. And it's like I don't know. I just feel like well, I th- we're I think in big you're in trouble as a country.
2: Yeah, I think you're. Uh, I think you're on the right path. Thank you, Mark. Good to talk with you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Mark Mark's got the scent. I think of what's going on here. Utter destruction is their goal. They are dismantling. They have dismantled the American system of government, but they're also dismantling America. But all of the contempt is for Trump, the guy who straightened this stuff out and showed how easy it was to straighten it out. It didn't actually require any great brilliance. It just required a desire to do what was obviously best for the country instead of what's obviously worst for the country. 860 the rant line number, seven five We'll do the rants during the first half hour of the 5 o'clock hour today. Yeah, it's, it's, you don't have to be brilliant to see the obvious, and this stuff is all obvious. We'll take more phone calls and bring John Lennon into the conversation as well. When we continue on WTIC.
1: Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC, News Talk 1080.
2: Yeah, it's WTIC. It's a great time of the year. It is. It's wonderful, especially when you hear from RP in Wallingford. Hey, RP. Hi,
6: Todd. Um, I have a simple question. Do you remember what the state of Connecticut is? Um, out of the uh, wonderful infrastructure bill, we got $250 million maybe five or six months ago. Mm
2: -hmm.
6: $250 million. Do you know what it was for?
2: Remind us what it was for, RP.
6: The repair potholes.
2: The pothole, the emergency COVID pothole recovery fund.
6: Yep. Now, I mean, we're two months away from the next pothole season. And I'm not saying they're any worse than usual, but they're certainly not any better.
2: Well, wait, and they I, didn't fix any of them, did they?
6: Not that I, well, I mean, the normal amount. I mean, I mean, didn't they already have a budget for pond wool repair?
2: Of course. But so, you know well, what? They were dumping so much money, they just had to make up names for where it was going to go and assign it. So it looked purposeful. There is no purpose to these, to these, um... Infrastructure bills, except dumping money to provide political cover for the people in power.
6: I mean, I asked Rob Samson to, um, this morning, I texted him, and I, I asked him, you know, if he can get some kind of accountability of where that money ever went. I mean, how, how do you know? It went to, it, how do you, does anybody know that it went to Popples?
2: Uh No, nobody would. They would lie about it. And it's, there would be no way to know.
6: I just thought when I heard about that like six months ago, I thought that was and nobody even drops nobody even it doesn't even register with people anymore. A quarter of a billion dollars was skipped into sent to Connecticut and they just made it up that it's going to go to popholes and nobody blinks.
2: Well, I, I suspect they they intended to make it up and and gave it the official name so it was officially appropriated, but maybe not. But even it doesn't matter. The whole thing is a scam now. Government is just a complete let's rip off the people scam.
6: Atrocious. Atrocious.
2: Well, Did you hear weeks. about the school lunch program?
6: Uh, you know, my wife was mentioning, I don't read the paper, but I do see most of this stuff. Something about they don't have enough money for
2: it, right? Well, they, they, they part of one of those categories that you're talking about that they yeah. randomly assign money to during for for pandemic spending was to to provide free lunches for kids who didn't get free lunches right students across connecticut are getting an unwelcome christmas present free lunches are ending in most school systems because federal pandemic waivers expired and state funds are now running out so this this horrible destructive revolutionary idea of paying for things that you're buying is suddenly descending into the re- political reality and everyone's in a scramble school meals wow. have been free since march 2020 when congress waived income oh, eligibility requirements for the national school lunch program those no. waivers expired this summer but listen state lawmakers pitched in 30 million of american rescue funding to to keep the program going for a few extra months because two and a half years wasn't long enough rp uh, and you know how cheap
6: it is i mean you. If- if you can't, you can make your child uh, for under two. I'd say ten dollars a week at most. You can make your child in lunch. Um, uh,
2: bologna. I I had bologna sandwiches on the days I didn't have peanut butter and jelly. Yeah,
6: I mean, there's no excuse for it. Nobody needs their lunch.
2: But lunch. this is not about good policy, and this isn't about what makes sense, RP. It's about what gets people reelected, and the more you give the more you get in politics. And the beautiful thing is you don't have to give your own stuff. You give tax dollars and tax dollars are like trash. They're everywhere. They're like plastic bags hanging off of the trees. They're everywhere. And that's where we are. RP, thank you so much. Good to talk with you. Have a great Christmas. If I don't talk to you before then it's no, it's stunning where we are. It's stunning. And, and, uh, Jerry was talking before about how nobody says boo about stuff. It's because it's all so gross and our government is all so destroyed that uh, people don't have expectations of anything better. And then you have everybody running around confusing. The people who are, should be telling us the truth are telling us lies or they're just gaming us like Blumenthal. Just gaming us, you know, how can I get in the media today? What stupid thing will I think of today to get them to point a camera at me? And for Blumenthal, I don't know, he's got this thing worked out where he can say any dumb thing, and he's front-page news. It's remarkable. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. T-Mobile has invested
0: billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours